JJ, can you still be buzzed and have a hangover at the same time? Episode 171 of We Were Gamers, an intro, the second time. Uh, what what was I doing? Andrew, I was trying to get home, <laughs> because that's the only reason I was on an airplane. Cramming uh, your legs into yeah. the size of a tuna can. Yeah. Uh, I was in Indianapolis this past weekend, uh, the, the Labor Day weekend, for a wedding of a friend of the pod. Uh, and yeah, congratulations to uh, him and his new wife. That's really awesome. Uh, we had a really great time. Did they? Do they have family in India? I, I don't want to pry. Too oh, sure. Much. Is, uh, that, the, is that why indie, or was it like yes? Hey, we're yes. a bunch of nerds, and we should have it where Gen Con is. No, no. Uh, the wife's family is from Indianapolis. Oh, yeah. okay, cool. Okay. Yeah, uh, and. Yeah, it, but it was really fun. Uh, it was in downtown Indianapolis, so uh, very near where Gen Con what is, uh, was, is, are, was, were, and be. Uh, uh, and it also took place this weekend. Andrew, do you know what was going on in Indianapolis this weekend? I saw Besides some, this great this great wedding that I went to. Right. I saw some photographs of um, beers. Yeah. Uh, it turns and out there's a lot of there's a lot of breweries in Indianapolis, and we had some time to kill, so we tried a lot of them. Okay, I have not been there so, uh, since being of legal drinking age. Same, and uh, uh, well, that's, it was pretty that's fun. A different podcast, <laughs> right? Uh, it was pretty fun. Uh, we went to a distillery uh, that was pretty cool. Uh, and several different Indianapolis breweries, one housed inside a church. Sweet. A, re- a functioning church? No. Oh. A previously functioning church that is now functioning as a restaurant and bar. You know what? You- Can we make a bar church? Dude, I wish, man. The, the, this restaurant has a whole menu, you know, insert of, like, the story or whatever. The church was built in, like, the 1880s, and it was one of the, like, it was, like, the third parish in Indianapolis or something. And eventually the church moved to a bigger church, uh, but they still owned the land or whatever, and they eventually sold it to private developers, uh, you know, in, like, the 1920s or something. And I forget, they used it as, like, a, ch- a meeting room and some other stuff, and then eventually these people bought it and built a... Uh, brewery named St. Joseph's inside it, and you like walk into you know it, it looks like an old cathedral, right? Almost that kind of style. It's not quite as big as maybe like a real cathedral would be, but it's that that style. Uh, and you know you walk into the door, and there's like a beer prayer in Latin in stained glass above the doorway, and you know it feels like you're walking into a church, and like uh, it was very funny. Except, you know, in the back where the, like, cross would be, uh, up in the the top of the, like, cross-shaped church. Parapet? It's just a bunch. No. It's not a parapet. No, it's just a giant bunch of brewing tanks. <laughs> <laughs> we should do um, that, man. We should start a church. Hear ye, hear ye. The service uh, of Yingling is about to begin. Yingling's already a beer, man. Don't get don't get us sued before we even start. Oh, I was just trying to come up with something that would be popular in 
Indiana. It is. Uh, I saw Yingling at a lot of places, so it definitely someone is drinking it there. They don't seem like a Blue Moon kind of state. Yeah, did I see Blue Moon? We went to a lot of like hipster cocktail bars and stuff, also. So there were definitely places that were serving like Hefeweizens and other, you know, craft beer. Mm-hmm. But I don't remember Blue Moon specifically being on any. I mean, ones. out here it'd probably be like, oh, nominee Patre eight oh five for all you. Yeah, uh, the uh, if you guys uh, people go to my Instagram, I posted it on there. Uh, the prayer is in Latin, and it's like, thank you, God, for this creature beer that you have brought forth from the sweetness of the wheat this is or what something. I'm talking about. It's really good. This is what uh, I'm talking about. And their beer was okay, but it was, like, really fun. We can make this a service. You got yeah. TVs on the side. You know, like, you got the, the pastor at the front. Everyone gets a little beer for benediction. And mm-hmm. then, uh, you know, TVs on the sides for football. Amen. <laughs> Uh, it's, it was really fun. Uh, that was super cool. And actually, we stopped in an arcade bar for a while uh, this weekend. So I technically played video games this weekend. Have you been to any of the arcade bars out here? Because they're mostly pinball. So uh, I've been to one in San Diego a couple times. And it has quite a few, you know, like mach- arcade cabinet video game type things, but also several pinball tables. Um, but the thing that always annoyed me about that place is that you have to then go take your cash to a change machine to get changed to play all the games. Uh, this place just had all the machines on free play. Wait, what? Yeah. Uh, and it was drinks like super expensive. I don't understand. I mean, the drinks were expensive for Indianapolis, but cheap for me. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Hold on. I sure you meant that to be cheap for us from this area, but also like it came off like I don't really care about money. I mean, <laughs> I guess it kind of felt that way. So in some case, so like you know, Indianapolis uh, is uh, while a big city is not that big of a city compared with like San Diego, most of Orange County. L.A., San Francisco, that New York, that kind of big city. So it is a small, big city. You know, there's a there's a college in there, so you know it's pretty sizable. They have a minor league baseball team. I think team they there. have less than a million people, roughly. Yeah. For in the down in the downtown area, it's not that densely populated. I think the whole county, I think, is less than a million, whereas San Diego County is probably in the teens of millions. Mm, it's probably lower than that, but yeah, it's like you know eight or nine or something like that probably it's a lot oh yeah the whole county anyway there's a lot of people but the point is that so you know you can there are bars that you could go into down there that are like hey man our draft specials are like three and four dollar beers okay you're like so it's the draft special yeah and it's like oh you know today that's like uh I'm trying to think of like, it's not like uh, always, you know, like Stella or something like that, right? Okay. It's not like Bud Light. Bud Light is like $2. $2? For like for like a 16-ounce can, yeah. That's like drinking in Vegas. Yeah, it's very cheap. And so, you know, then you go to this bar with craft beer, and it's like the beers are now 
five and six dollars, Andrew. I think we have to go home. We can't afford this place. And that's a lot, you know, <laughs> compared with the other place, right? Sure. Uh, but, you know, then it's like six dollar beers and like, you know, eight fifty for a cocktail. Uh, and that's like getting up there. But that's like the highest end specialty cocktails with, you know, like premium liquor and all that stuff. Did you know so that you're like Yingling versus Blue Moon is kind of like a thing? Do they even taste the same? No, no, but like popularity, like states next to each other are kind of angry about who likes what. You can't get Yingling in the West Coast, so it's I like not a that. thing. No, uh, yeah, the whole West Coast is dominated by Firestone 805. Right. Or like Corona. I don't, yeah, there's I don't a, lot, know. a lot of Mexican beer influence down here in the, the Southern. But it sounds like that direction of the country is like either you like Blue Moon or you like Yingling. I think there's definitely, like, th- so, at least in all the bars, we were going to craft breweries and bars serving craft beer. So, with the people we're going to run into were all drinking it. But, you know, there was, like, certainly people that were there ordering Coors Light. But then there were also people there, like, you know, with, like, eight tasters of everything they had on tap. <laughs> um, So, it was really cool. Uh, And all the arcade machines were on free play. Uh, which was fun. Oh, we're talking about games still. Well, I was going to talk about games for a sec. Andrew, when was the last time you... Uh, you know, maybe we come back around. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Andrew, when was the last time you played an arcade machine? Uh, thanks to friend of the pod, Ken, recently. Okay. It takes some getting used to, right? A little bit. Depends on what you're trying for. I mean, fighting games, yes, a lot. Uh, yeah. Time crisis, not really. The field comes back. Sure, I don't. I don't. So, they're all kind of so different. These, these were mostly classic arcade games. There was a few like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and sure. Street Fighter Two, right? And like Mortal Kombat Three. But like by and large, it's like oh, you you're know, doing like uh, original Joust? Punch Out. Yes, Joust was there. I didn't play Joust. There was a line of like Burger Time. So those tend to have like a. Input. There's something weird about that era of games that I haven't figured out yet because I haven't had enough time to play them. But like, there's an input lag or something. So all those games were meant to be run on CRTs. Firstly, mm-hmm. um, you know, so uh, which turned out not to be a problem here because these are all like full authentic arcade cabinets, as far as I could tell. CRT monitors, old ass parts. Like none of this was running on emulators, as far as I could tell. Um, but there is. A, all the controls, for there's no standardized controls for anything. Every single game has different buttons and different layouts, and the joystick works slightly differently for every single one. Man, have you tried to play the, what is it called, Mission... Hmm, what's the one with the missile? Missile Command. Oh, dude, Missile Command with is impossible. The, it has a, the trackball. With all the three trackballs. Yeah, you gotta spin the ball and then, like, click to launch the missile, right? And then you got uh-huh. like there are little pointers all over the screen. You're uh-huh. trying to stop the missiles from blowing up your town, which inevitably gets blown up within the first twenty seconds. Sure. Uh, Missile Command is a great game to play on your PC. Mouse uh, click via an emulator. <laughs> yeah, it's way easier. <laughs> um, but yeah, use playing it with a trackball like you're supposed to is really hard. No kidding. Uh, yeah. So they but they had like you know like stuff like Donkey Kong and Robotron. Um. What's the racing game? 
I forget one of those really old school racing games Cruise like in oh, USA. No, that's way too new. Like international, like off road or something. Ooh, uh, yeah, but it was cool. Um, and man, arcade games are hard, dude. No like kidding. I, I remember playing Burger Time as a kid. Did you ever play Burger Time? No, I don't think I did. I don't think that was one of the ones that made it through our uh, our little. I think I pizza joint that we had all our arcade games at i definitely played it at like a pizza place but then i think i also had an nes card of it or something at some point because i remember playing a lot of burger time like more than should have been possible paying quarters uh but you essentially control this little dude who's like a chef right and then there's ladders all over the field and stacked up are like parts of a hamburger you know the bottom bun and then a, a uh, patty and like some lettuce and then some cheese and then the top bun on the top or whatever. Sure. And then there's all these little like food things like an egg and a hot dog and a pickle that try to kill you. Isn't there a new version of this? Yeah, totally. Someone owns this. Overcooked? Made... Over? What is it called? Oh, oh, overcooked is not this. But... This is the one like where you got to make all the food though, right? No. So what you're doing is you're trying to walk up ladders up to uh-huh. the top of the stage and like walk across the top of the hamburger so that it falls down. Oh, I see. And sort of like chain reaction causes all the bun pieces below it to fall down. Uh-huh. And the ladders are laid out in some kind of weird configuration for every stage. Because arcades. Because arcades. Uh, and, you know, I mean, it's just like you have pretty simple controls, right? Left, right, up, down, move your dude, left and right or up and down. And press one button, you can throw pepper, which like attacks you know one square in front of you you have like six peppers total for your life <laughs> and that's it <laughs> were you thinking uh, of road blasters dude i think i'm thinking of road blasters you're thinking of road blasters yeah you drive and you shoot stuff that's awesome yeah uh and they had some pinball tables and stuff too they had a ski ball uh, a few ski ball lanes upstairs that's what you want uh, huge huge line for ski what about ball, air obviously. hockey uh, I didn't see any air hockey outside. They had like you know giant Jenga and Connect Four. Uh, if you're gonna giant, drink a beer, I think as an adult you should have to play a match of air hockey so you pinch your fingers. You know, painful. I understand why you want to do that, but I don't want to do that. <laughs> uh, anyway, that place was really cool. What's um, your What's your jam these days? Like having played, having gone back and played. A classic arcade game. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I actually don't like... Eh, this is a bad example because I do like Pac-Man, Pac-Man, but like, if you sat down and you played Pac-Man and didn't like it, uh, can I think of a game I didn't like that I actually tried to play? What's the one with the worm? Hmm. Caterpillar? Caterpillar? Is that what I'm thinking of? Or Centipede. Centipede, maybe? Yeah, okay. You go back and forth and uh, you try to like shoot the pieces of the thing as it's coming down at you through the forest. It might be centipede. Yeah, I think that's centipede. Okay. So, like, I went to a barcade a long, long time ago. I didn't like centipede that much. But I did play Joust, and I loved it. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah, was there a revelation for you of, like, these old uh, games so kind of suck, but also these ones are good? Some of them. Yeah, so, like, I played Space Invaders, original Space Invaders on a cabinet, right? That game is impossible because the controls are terrible. I don't know how anyone ever played that game and <laughs> thought it was fun. 
I guess you had nothing to compare it to because you walk right next to that machine and you play like uh, Joust and then I think Burger Time was like a few down. And anyway, but like you're like, why would you ever play this Space Invaders, even though, you know, Space Invaders is the like one of the original kind of games Mm -hmm. in arcades from way back. But like you can only move the ship in like discrete jumps. It's not like a a fluid movement with the stick. And the fire button is like super limited by how many shots you can have on screen. So there's no point in spamming it. You can just hit it like three times and then that's all the the bullets they can render. Yep. Yep. And so that consequently that makes playing Space Invaders really hard. Very slow. (laughs) Yeah. it's It's a long game for sure. Um, and you, know, you got the little things to hide under as they drop the the things down on you, um, you know. But I, I thought that was interesting to play because I don't think I've ever played Space Invaders before. That um, it was a fun game, but again, really hard. Um, what else did I enjoy? I, I mean, mean, so Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is a great game. I have to. That know. Can I, yeah. Does Indiana make good beer? We didn't really cover it. You said you went to a craft place. We went to several, actually. Uh, we went to Sun King Brewery. We went to that uh, the one in the church called St. Joseph's. We went to... If we're going to open a craft beer Indiana church, City, are we going to do it in Indiana? I think they have churches available for you. That would at least be <laughs> a thing. <laughs> We're going to um, need church this football season. I think the... Uh, several people, uh, you know, while we were taking various uh, ride-sharing services around town, wanted to talk about the Andrew Lux, or they mentioned it uh, when they heard we were from San Diego. They're like, "Oh yeah, the Chargers, man," and we're like, "Yeah." Except and they're not. like, "Well, they're like our team sucks now too." <laughs> it's you know, um, I don't know. I think uh, I think the idea is fun no matter where you are, as long as you have people that are mildly religious the problem is with the church beer thing you really got to play it like pretty straight (laughs) you can't be all like blasphemous about it (laughs) but can they actually people are gonna get mad but can they actually brew beer out there yeah no hate hate. just want to know like what's their what's their jam on beer uh dude we got styles all over the map uh I tried several kinds of Belgians. Uh, there was uh, Sun King had a bunch of barrel age stuff that was pretty good. Um, what were some of the other good ones? Indiana City had like a Scottish Wee Heavy that was pretty good. Oh, I love Scotch beers. Yeah, nice dark malt. I I personally like the like dark and malty stuff. I'm not uh, as into the IPAs, although I, I had a, at least one IPA that was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, a lot more like New England style stuff than West Coast style, right? Uh, sure. IPAs. So, I mean, you can kind of guess why that is. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Yeah, de- definitely like a lot. It feels like craft beer felt in San Diego before it got way corporate. That's how okay. it felt to me. So, okay. definitely, there's just like a couple of the breweries went into, and they're just like, yeah, man, we're just trying stuff. <laughs> uh, and, like, you know, you could you can totally tell they are just trying stuff because, like, you know, they're all their taps are written in chalk and they've been, like, erasing them, you know. Um, and they're just like, you know, oh, yeah, 
this one was good, so we kept it. This one is not good, so this is the last of it. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, they came in with 20, 20 recipes to, all ready to go and to sell to Budweiser. Yeah, I don't know, you know. Um, but it, it certainly was interesting just to see, like, people really just trying stuff, you know. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, it was a really fun time. Um, I'll tell you what wasn't a fun time, though. Uh-oh. Trying to leave. <laughs> oh, no. State of Indiana had hold of you, and they didn't want to let you go. It it really felt like that, honestly. Well, they need engineers uh, out there. I mean, I guess, but they were doing a bad job of convincing me to stay by canceling my flight twice. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, we got one flight canceled before we even left. Our return flight was changed. Okay. Uh, no explanation given, just here's your new flight now. Instead of a direct flight, you now have a flight with two layovers. No. Oh yeah. Well, uh so direct so I, to two layovers? Yeah, the direct flight completely canceled, no longer exists. And oh. the the route you're now on now has two layovers. No, thank so, you. you know, I call them, I'm like, hey, this is not uh what I want to do. And they're like, Oh yeah, we understand, no worries, sir. You know, we can make this make this right. Yeah, we got it. Uh and <laughs> hold on. You know, they, is that that's your customer service voice? You you know, they were just very calm. Like, sure, sir, you know, I understand you're really angry. And, you know, <laughs> were you really angry? Because I, I would doubt well, that. I, I was, uh, you know, I I was polite but upset. Politely right? upset. Uh, I try to not yell at customer service people on the phone. I don't think it generally accomplishes anything. It's not their fault. Uh, no, it's not their fault. But you want to explain your situation, explain why you're unhappy, and be like, look, this sucks. What can you do to help me? Uh, Hold on. You have to do the rest in customer service voice. Sir, okay. uh, We're working on it. Well, just let me punch in your name here and, uh, you know. Okay. Yeah, I see. I see what's going on. Okay. Um, Yeah, so that kind of stuff. Uh, And then he's like, oh, yeah, okay. We can book you back through Phoenix. Uh, and then get back into LAX because oh, no. uh, so, the direct the direct flight was LAX to Indianapolis. So now you've changed. Now you've changed flights within right. like so, twenty four hours. So uh, as this is before we left, to be uh-huh. clear, right? We have not left the state of California yet. We were planning to. There was a direct flight from LAX to Indianapolis. We were going to be on it uh, the next morning. Okay. Uh. That flight happened, uh, and they rebooked us on this flight on the way back through Phoenix. It was like a layover in Phoenix and then come back to LAX. So start and end, same place. Everything is okay. The timing wasn't great, but it wasn't that different from what we were doing before. Maybe it was a little earlier. That's fine. Whatever. So Smash the cut. Yeah, so we were flying Southwest. Uh, the day before the flight, we get up early to log in and get our boarding passes, as you do on Southwest. Are we right? giving them advertising? Or are we shooting no, them look, a, I got, a raw the, look? You got to know because it's part of the situation. Uh huh. And because you know it's twenty four hours uh, check in, right? That's how Southwest works. Yeah, it is. You got to exactly get your A group. hours, right? So exactly twenty four hours B before group. at. At 6.58 a.m. or whatever it was, I woke up and I jammed that check-in button. We got our A group passes. Great. Went back to sleep. Everything was good. Punch it hard. Yep. Uh, 
and we were out, uh, you know, doing some stuff, sightseeing the town a little bit, and then came back to the room to rest. I get a text. Your flight has been canceled. Visit southwest.com to rebook. <laughs> cool. I've thrown my phone. At 11, or sorry, it was like 1230 in the afternoon. The day before your flight. The day before the flight. Great. So now, no matter what I'm going to rebook on, the 24-hour window will have already closed. Yeah, right? you're going to get seats by the bathroom. I'm going to get C98 or whatever the last mm-hmm. one they have is, right? Yep. Not, so, not traveling together, that's for sure. I rebook. Uh, they gave me some options of other airports if I wanted to check them out. So I was like, all right, well, maybe I can fly into Santa Ana at least, uh, or Orange County. That's a little less uh, terrible airport to fly out of, fly into uh, in terms of getting to and whatnot from my parents' house anyway. Uh, so I checked that and yeah, there were some connections we could make to get there. Uh, connection single one. Um, we're like, okay, well, like, you know, I'll book this and we'll see, we'll see what happens. Uh, don't and do yeah, obvi- don't, obviously, don't do obviously you get like C90, whatever, sure. uh, call the customer service person. And I'm like, look, this is, this is garbage. <laughs> Not okay. Yeah. What the heck? Uh, and he's like, you know, this hurricane is coming wait, in. Wait, 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 wait. You got it. That's not soft enough. Sir, I understand. <laughs> no. Uh, the hurricane is coming and planes like, are really just. I'm in Indianapolis. And I'm like, <laughs> nowhere near yeah, okay. a hurricane. I'm like, yeah, that's, that's cool. But it's not like you're taking the plane from Indianapolis that is heading west and rediverting it to go east. That's not how. Anyway, so, you know, they're using excuses. Um, they can't help me. So the only person that can help us is the gate agent. Um, the next morning at, you know, f- four 30 or whatever, whenever we can get to the airport. Cool. Did you just say four 30 in the morning. Oh, it's a six 55 AM flight. Oh my. That's oh six 55 AM Indianapolis, which is East coast time. Oh my. Yeah. Have you been up? Yeah. You had some coffee. <laughs> Uh, I had stuff, yeah, eventually at some point. <laughs> I don't know where I am, what time it is, what day it is. I feel like I've been awake for 43 hours. Um, oh, but, man. You know, so, so we get to the airport and, you know, I, again, hey, we stand in line and talk to the gate agent and I'm like, hey, look, you know, we don't really have any bags to check here, but this is what happened to us. Like, two of our flights have been canceled now. Is this plane even going to take off? Like, what's going on? I don't on? trust you anymore. Stop and she's hurting like, oh, me. You know, I feel really sorry, sir. Like, you know, all I this. I feel really sorry, sir. I'm yeah, not going to help that. you. That's the beginning um, of that th- sentence. No, no that, that's not true. She was okay. she was nice. Um, right. And uh, you know, thanks to um, my wife's uh, foot injury, we were able to get pre-boarding. <laughs> thanks to f- a foot injury? Not thanks to a foot injury. What? Well... Uh, so the, I mean, you know, having a foot injury is bad, um, yeah. but you know, she, she, she twisted her ankle a little is not oh, a problem really, gosh. but we were acting pathetic here. And in order to get like, what we wanted was to not be in group C, right. But they can't sure. do that. Right. Cause they can't take someone else's boarding pass away and give it to you. Okay. So your only options are either to get family boarding, right. Which we are two adults. So we're, that's, that's not it. Or we have to have some kind of medical condition to get pre-boarding. Mm-hmm. Well, her her knee injury means she can't sit in a middle seat, so we have to have pre-boarding. Gotcha. <laughs> Sounds so right. So we got we got to board with all the like old people in wheelchairs. 
I'm pretty sure everyone thought we were like airline employees or something. Um, you know, because we would like walk on like before the business class people. Oh yeah, even. yeah. I like so it. they they made it right. Uh, they gave us uh, some meal vouchers and which are good for seven dollars in the airport. Uh, we bought orange juice and water because <laughs> that's, that's how much seven seven dollars is in an airport. Yep, there you go. Uh, even in Indianapolis, that's seven dollars in an airport. Uh, yeah, well, and, in, in LA, that'd be fourteen dollars. So you got lucky. Yeah, and uh, fifty dollars travel vouchers for each ticket that we had. So. Um, which, you know, I mean, you could call Southwest and be nice to them on the phone and I think they'll give you $50 travel vouchers. Um, I know. Yeah. so, but you know, whatever, it's not that bad. We made it home eventually. It was kind of sketch. And then our flight in Denver. So then we connected through Denver instead, right? Not Phoenix. That Phoenix flight was canceled. Uh, Denver airport. I have no complaints about it. It's a really nice airport in general, but, uh, the flight we were, <laughs> the flight we were connecting in, uh, from Denver to Orange County uh was delayed for like a good hour uh for no explanation whatsoever it was just like it was just late everyone was like what the hell's going on the plane was in the air but it was just like super super late and it, it took off on time so everyone was like what well it's the hurricane jj yeah it must have been the hurricane uh event the plane did eventually land and they deported everyone and they got us on and everything and after we have taken off and are flying away the pilot comes over the intercom and is like you know, uh, thanks to all you for waiting. We're sorry we were so late. We had to make an emergency landing because there was a medical issue and we had to get someone off the plane. Oh. Cool. Great. <laughs> Could you have not told me that? Yeah, I didn't need to know that. Yeah. Ugh. The things so they tell you Indianapolis, sometimes. I don't know. Indianapolis was trying really hard to keep me there and we escaped somehow. Yeah. It's about uh, planes, trains, and automobiles time there, you know? Yeah, it definitely felt like it for sure. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I've been awake a long time. So if I'm rambling or incoherent, that's why. It's okay, man. We're we're a, we're a true duo today. <laughs> I, mm -hmm. I, it's, it was a holiday. It was hot outside. There was beer. Yeah. Hey, man. Mm -hmm. so what else are you going to do? I'm not yeah, Heat mad. stroke is what you're going to do. <laughs> heat stroke. <laughs> I don't know. Right? Sheesh. Oh, I shouldn't joke. Somebody had that at the football game I went to this weekend. It was not funny. How was the football game, man? Uh, too hot to stay and watch all of it. Mm -hmm. Don't plan your football games for one in the afternoon when it's 95 degrees. Just don't do yeah. it. That's not or, great. Or find a way to shade your stadium somehow. Mm -hmm. um, that goes for everybody. Straight up. NFL? College? Shade your stadiums. It's time. Like, Spend the money. And, you know, with the the way the climate is changing, it seems like the summer lasts longer and the winter starts later. We might have to adjust football season to start in, like, October and November. Yeah. So that it's actually cold all the time instead of sometimes being 97 degrees. It was Im intensely hot. It felt like I was being fried like an egg. That's not great. Mm -mm. It was not fun. I guess it's also probably, like, tons of metal all around and stuff, too, so it was very reflective. But if they just took... If they took, you know, they sell these things at Home Depot that are just like gigantic. They look like sails, but they're just pieces of canvas and you can tie them up above your outdoor areas in your mm -hmm. like. Sure, those would probably cost some money to maintain or replace every year or whatever. But I think given the amount of medical calls that they're going to be paying for at that stadium, their money would be better spent, you know? 
Yeah. I don't, just personally. Yeah. And all stadiums. I'm looking forward to seeing a football game in that Stanford Stadium sooner than later. Yes. We shall we shall all, I think, have a chance to talk about that at some point in the future here. Hopefully. Soon. Uh I had a little bit of time away from my kids though this weekend while watching said football. We went on a little trip. And cool. uh they were kind enough to go to their grandmother's house and Stay there. <laughs> and uh you know what, JJ? I like Jim Henson. It, oh. Okay. Are we gonna talk about the Are you into this? Are you thing? into Jim Henson? I, I Can you No, name, I don't know. Name name Jim Henson stuff. Can you name any okay. Jim Henson stuff? Yeah, I mean like the Muppets. Yeah, the that's a thing. Mm-hmm, sure. Uh, all those Muppet movies. I enjoyed the Muppets a lot as a, and even to this day, I think they're still pretty good. Uh huh. Um, what was that one that was pretty recent? Was it Jason? Shoot, what's that that actor's name? Jason the guy Stephen. who Jason? No. Uh the the guy who was on How I Met Your Mother, and was oh in that the was Muppets. a Muppet movie too. I think. Yeah, it was a Muppet movie. I'm just yeah. trying to say the name of it because it was actually very good the muppets i think is what it was called that is possible are you just you're thinking of the i think it was like 2011 ish yeah that sounds that sounds right uh uh oh this is great radio uh jason siegel siegel jason yes that guy yes Uh uh-huh yes Anyway, but um, also Jim Henson. So I know Jim Henson has done other stuff besides that, and well, I know one of those too because his son runs it still. Yes. So yes. Uh, and I know one of the ones of those that is popular among other people, and I have not really seen is the Dark Crystal. Oh, I was going to go with Farscape, but did I they guess. do that? Yeah, they did. Huh. They also did that dinosaurs show. Oh, yeah. And I think they did the Where the Wild Things Are movie. But you're right. You're right. I really did want to talk about the Dark Crystal. So, I don't think I've seen the original movie. Okay. Did you watch... I don't know why... Okay, hold on. Sorry, okay. I'm going to yeah, derail no. us for a second. Uh, no, do it. Uh, do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. The... Why are the Dark Crystal and, like, Labyrinth always mentioned together? Because they're both done by Jim Henson? Okay, did he do all the creatures and weird stuff in that movie also? Yeah, and I think he wrote... I don't know if he wrote Labyrinth, but I'm pretty sure he wrote The Dark Crystal. Um, I don't know how we do this without doing... No research, someone send us corrections. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he directed... Like, wrote and directed... Dark I mean, his name is sure. on the Dark Crystal. It's like Jim Henson's The, the Dark, Dark Crystal. Crystal. Yeah. I, I, my main question is whether he did as much with Labyrinth, because Labyrinth had some live action stuff going on. Well, yeah. And, I mean, there's, you know, yeah, a whole movie. I, yes, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> but with David Bowie and all those people, I don't know right, if... Right, um, yeah. I think it was like Jennifer Connelly, too. It is Jennifer Connelly, in fact, as like a very young child. Uh, that movie I've seen, but Jim Henson had a- aspirations to direct things like that, so I think he probably did. Um, 
and having done things that were so popular like the Muppets and everything else, I'm pretty sure Labyrinth came after. Yeah, Labyrinth Dark was like Crystal. Labyrinth oh, was like Dark Crystal was earlier, huh? Yeah, I think Dark Crystal's earlier. Okay. Um, which was still post Muppets, I believe. Right. Yeah, it was for sure. I'm pretty sure all that stuff was like mid to late 80s. Okay. So, so lay out for me what you know about the Dark Crystal, or or none. Uh, yeah. I mean, like there are some weird bird dudes. Mm-hmm. Um, those are called the Skeksis. Okay. See, I had no idea. Uh, there is a Dark Crystal. Sure, yeah, there's one of those. Uh, there's, like, a dude that kind of looks like Yoda. Uh, it's a woman. Her name's Augur. Okay, yep. Uh, uh-huh. I think okay. that's what I got. <laughs> All right, cool. I've seen, like, pictures and, like, short clips, but never anything sustained or even close to the full thing. Okay. So, imagine... Imagine that you watched Return of the King or like Return of the King was the first book written in so like the Lord, Lord of the, the Rings, Rings entirety. Like the, the final movie of Lord of the Rings that concludes all the storylines was the first book. Yeah. So you just lost the entire time. Just completely confused about anything that's going on. Well, I mean, yes, but no, right? Like, imagine it was written first, so he he brought you into the universe that way, right? I see. So, so like, you you arrive for the big climactic ending. You arrive at the end of what is quote unquote the age, right? Okay. Um, and for the for the turnaround for the the good that is coming next, right? Got it. And then. You go back to The Hobbit later, and then fill in the rest of it in between there and the end. So, the Dark Crystal movie, it turns out, is kind of like starting with Return of the King. And now they've done this Netflix show with Jim Henson's Creature Chop to kind of, like, go back. Because there was so much stuff that they didn't explain in that movie. Hmm. So they've essentially done a... It's a series or is it a, a movie? Series? Uh, no okay. research. <laughs> uh, okay. It's a it's series. More... It's. I mean, it, my, my, uh, my questionable voice comes from, I don't know if it's supposed to go beyond the one season. It's a... It's a quote-unquote series, but I don't know if it's a mini-series or if it's going to continue. I have not Got finished it, it okay. so I have it, no it, idea what they end on. It may be like a self-contained thing, potentially. It, it may be, but I haven't finished it yet. But I, I know what it is and where they're going versus where the Dark Crystal movie is. So, a little spoiler recap for the Dark Crystal. Um, JJ. Andrew. Imagine there was one hobbit in Lord of the Rings that had to get the ring to Mordor. Uh, there was one hobbit that had Okay, to but the all the other hobbits had been exterminated. I see. Mm-hmm. Chosen one narrative? It's kind of, yeah. Basically, like, chosen one narrative, you have to get this piece of the dark crystal to the dark crystal to repair it. Got um, it. And this, and this will 
This will end the evil or whatever. Yeah. Save the land or. Right. You don't know yeah, why yeah. the bird things, the Skeksis are evil so much in the later film. You just know that they were created by Jim Henson to be evil. And so they look evil and act evil. I mean, there's a backstory speak louder than words. So sure. I mean, there's a backstory told in that movie of like, okay, well the Skeksis and the Uru, Uru, which are the other bird creatures in the movie, um, are like part of the same race and they need to, I don't want to get all into it. It's like a metaphysical thing. Got it. Uh, but like, imagine though, if then you wanted to go back and find out how there were only one hobbit left in the world, mm-hmm. aka Gelfling, uh, you could make a prequel, much like they're gonna do for the Lord of the Rings <laughs> on Amazon, right? Kind of. God knows what that thing is gonna do. I have no clue. I mean, I mean, right? Yeah. But yeah. you know, there's the whole backstory for for Lord of the Rings about like, the of course, age and, of, and yeah, yeah whatever. I mean, the, the Silmarillion is hundreds of pages of right. history text about that the lore of that world, so, right? Yeah. So this is this is in the middle, maybe of like, hey, the world of the Dark Crystal was created, and then a thousand years, and then there's a thousand years between this and the next thing that you've seen, which is the movie. So there's just kind of mm. like plop this in the middle. Okay, that's cool. So it's definitely like a like here is some stuff that maybe you saw hinted at in the pat in the in the future, but right. you know they're kind of telling the story of it now. Yeah, and all the all the bird creatures you called them the Skeksis are the same. Mm. So they're if they're here, they're they're in the later one. Mm. Right. Yeah. Mark Hamill Very voices long, one of them. Simon Pegg. Lived. Oh wow, they got some like voices that I know. Captain uh, Captain Lorca, Jason Isaacs. I like Jason Isaacs. Uh-huh. Andy Samberg. Shout out to our sub pod about Star Trek. Uh, people should go listen to the subspace transmissions. They should. We're watching Discovery, and Jason Isaacs is in that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, when, when was the last time you watched a Muppet show? Uh, it's been a bit, for sure. Okay. Um so when was the last time you watched Willow? Oh gosh. It's been a while for sure. Quite a while. I'm trying More to than com- ten years. Compare maybe like a similar genre of fantasy. Mm-hmm. Which maybe Willow is. What about like Conan the Barbarian? No, 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 no. no. Conan is much darker and more adult than this. Okay. Um and less stuff going on. I was trying to think of like because Willow had, like, monsters and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know? Never-ending story? Yeah. Okay. Never-ending story. Sure. Also a Jim Henson? Not film, but, like, co-op? I think Was he it? may have done... I think he may have done the puppets for that. There were a lot of creatures and things in that movie. I didn't know if Jim Henson was there or hmm. not. Hmm. Somebody uh, email us at podcast at weweregamers.com. Let us know. I don't know if they, he never ending story one would have been a long, long time before, maybe. That was the 80s. Year was never ending st- the first one. 80s. 
Like what specific year? I couldn't tell you. Uh, probably right in this range. Maybe they were too busy making his movies that they. Hmm. I don't know. Okay. Well, we're not going to get into that one. Nope. I mean, Never Ending Story 1 is a... Classic. Yeah. Yeah. Classic. It is It is a lighthearted adventure tale with, you know, some some stakes that get real at the end. <laughs> no kidding. Where was I? What? I, uh, this uh, you were heat. trying to explain... This is the end of the heat ex- day that's getting to me. You're trying to explain to me what this series is. Oh, oh, is- oh. But I was trying to... What I'm trying to say is... 80s fantasy films uh-huh and their puppets have a look uh-huh yeah i am what if you just made those hd okay so does everything look weird no nope. uh, does it have does it have the the look like uh this is like a very specific reference and i don't know if you you did this but like when HDTVs first got higher refresh rates, uh huh, and people had the like motion smoothing on on their TVs or whatever, and everything looked like a soap opera kind of. Yeah, do you know what I'm talking about? Does it look like that kind of? No, the production quality of this show is very high. Okay, so it was filmed at the correct re- at the correct speeds, and the sets are extremely deep. They're not shallow and stage-like, like, like um, okay. some of the older movies are, but right. it's very odd in 2019 to watch an expressionless puppet talk to another expressionless puppet. Because uh, you're so used to, like, computer-animated faces or whatever that can move 8 billion well, and even the Muppet, facial muscles. The, even the Muppet puppets, you know, like Kermit's face moves all over the place and makes expressions. Yeah, it's expressive, totally. These are just not kind of flat. Impressive. And I think what they did was try to stick too close to the source material. Hmm. I wonder. Well, in the way that uh, I am curious to know more things from the Cimmerillion and I would love to watch them. I still think that I'm curious about this. And I mean, so you, you've watched some amount of it. Yes. Are you enjoying it? Yes. Okay. I think that that's a, like, that's a win then, right? Yeah. I, you like it and it's fun to watch? I okay. do like it. I don't know if I like it because of the novelty of it or the fact that I love the Dark Crystal movie or because the world is richer than I thought it was with lots of weird, cool backstory. But, you know, I mean, spoilers, but we know where this is going, right? Uh, mm-hmm. The the main protagonists may win now, but they have to lose in the long run. Right. I mean, the, the other story that's set in the future dictates it so, right? Sure. So, I wonder how they're going to keep that part interesting. Because, you know, well, there's a few Skeksis that I don't know. So, maybe those ones can bite the bullet or something or be punished or change side. I don't I don't know where those ones go, but most of them you're not like, oh, the main bad guy is going to go away, you know? Mhm. Um, but you know, Sauron Sauron, you can't get rid of Sauron before the end of Sauron. Right. That's what I'm trying to get at, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, the Hobbit movies can't kill Sauron at the end. Sure. <laughs> 
he needs to be there, right? Sure. So you, it's like watching a, it's like watching a, a documentary on World War Two, you know? Sure. Yeah. Kind of in a weird way, or like the the prequel Star Wars movies in some ways, where you're like, oh, I know at the end of this it goes bad for this guy. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Do I still care about Anakin Skywalker? Maybe. Yeah, I, we'll see if these movies are as good or if these shows are better than the prequel movies. Which, it's an interesting know. strategy to say, this is a beloved film. We're not going to make a sequel. We'll make a prequel show and try and get people to watch it. Anyway, I'm... It's, defi- it's definitely a thing that people like, clearly. like I th- sure. I've heard people for years talk about, like, oh, this is like the secret best one of these or whatever. Oh. So... Dark Crystal is very, very dark overall. So this is kind of a lighter. It's so far a lighter heart. Ah, uh, I take that back because spoilers: a character just gets dusted in like the third episode. Well, they're not pulling punches. No. So I don't know what way it's headed. It's good. It's good in that way. I have wanted to check it out. It's on my list of like, I should watch this sometime. I'm going to put something else on your list for the future as we wrap up this kind of ramble sode. Mm-hmm. You, we know we're going to do Evangelion. We have a short list left on this podcast. We got some more, we got some more component classes to do, and then we're going to do computer build. Mm-hmm. We've got some Evangelion to watch. Yeah. We've got a Star Wars episode or two to do. Mm-hmm. With some rankings, yeah, we talked about doing that. We should, we should do that. JJ, I want to put twelve twenty-minute episodes on your list at some point, and we, it can be after we talk about it or whatever. But I think you should watch also One Punch Man. Okay, okay, okay. Right. I, I've heard people talk about that in some ways also. So I, I knocked those out before I watched this Dark Crystal thing. But there you have it. Okay. I don't want to talk about it so we can... It's it's revelatory, but only when you're talking about other anime. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it needs a comparison point, mm-hmm. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Ramble Sode, complete. If you have any clarifications for us on all the terrible mistakes the we made about 80s movies... forgot, yeah. <laughs> Please correct all our timeline of all these movies and who's actually involved in what. You don't need to tell me that Wolfgang Peterson directed... Never ending story. I know that part. I want to know whether or not Jim Henson did the characters. That's what I want to know. Right. Uh, and send that, please, to the email address, which is podcast at wewergamers.com. Uh, also, you can send it to our Twitter, which is also at wewergamers and at wewergamers on Instagram. Uh, it, it's cool. We want to know. Michael will be back next week, and uh, he'll get us back on track, we promise. Remains to be seen. (laughs) 